are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Back with you all on Tuesday. We've got an NBA Finals game later tonight, maybe the closeout game for the Bucks, meaning might get Willie Green here in New Orleans a little bit quicker. I'm also back on YouTube after a week of traveling, having guest hosts, couldn't get those on YouTube, didn't also want to make the host get all nice and pretty for you all here. But we're back today on YouTube, we'll be back on YouTube the rest of the week going forward, so kind of back to our regularly scheduled programming. And we've got a bit of a special episode of Locked On Pelicans today, I love it when these topics come up, that let us look at kind of one thing from a number of different angles. And today's show is all going to be about Kyle Lowry getting linked to the Pelicans from Mark Stein yesterday, saying on Twitter, there's rising buzz. The New Orleans plans to enter the race for free agent to be Kyle Lowry. League sources say there will be several Lowry suitors, but it's clear why the Pels, uh, desperate to help Zion Williamson reach the playoffs, would want in. So let's break down what that means why Kyle Lowry in the first place, then how they go about and could get him, whether it's through free agency, and I'll give you kind of a rundown on the Pelicans cap situation in the second segment, then sign and trade options and some of the other suitors for Lowry in the third. So we're going to kind of look at this from every, every single direction. But before we do that, the draft is coming up in less than two weeks right now, a little over a week away. And we're having a live draft show, a live locked on NBA draft show. So the NBA draft goat, Chad Ford, locked on NBA draft host, Raphael Barlow and Locked On NBA host John Krause, my Wednesday co-host, you can hear us talk on the Locked On NBA podcast tomorrow, will be live this year covering the NBA draft. It's a Locked On NBA draft 2021 brought to you by Built Bar. Get the local expert analysis on each pick. I'll be on there. Follow the Locked On NBA YouTube page today and watch our live coverage on July 29th at 7 p.m. Eastern, so 6 p.m. Central. They're flying John out to like an actual TV studio where we'll have cut-ins and everything. It's going to look really cool. It's going to be kind of like Sports Center, real like professional draft show esque. You'll see me on there. You'll hear all the other hosts reacting to the picks and giving you their insight and everything going in on all of that. So I hope you follow along with us on draft night next week. And we'll talk a lot more draft the rest of this week and into next week as well. But the Kyle Lowry link is so interesting. And two weeks ago now, I did a show on how the Pelicans can be the next Phoenix Suns into the NBA Finals after not making the playoffs for a decade, right? And the big catalyst for that change was adding Chris Paul. And I'd said at that time, Kyle Lowry could be the Pelicans version of Chris Paul. He's not as good as Chris Paul, but it's still that veteran player that is productive and gives you all of those like uh, intangible things, I guess is the best way to put it. So Kyle Lowry coming to New Orleans makes so much sense. When you think of the Pelicans in some of the weak links last year, it's the backcourt, right? Like that was really one of the biggest issues that the team had. Just subpar play, terrible play all season long from Eric Bledsoe. Up and down, hit or miss play from Lonzo Ball despite good shooting from him. Lowry gives you some stability to a degree, to a degree in the backcourt. He's 
a little bit older, not a little bit older, he's 35. That's going to definitely be an issue and something you need to worry about. So he'll be 36 next season. He only played in 46 games this year after dealing with injuries, 58 games a year before, 65 before that, 78, then 60 in 2016 and 2017. There's some issues of durability there. So while he can come in and give you stability, he's got to be on the court to be able to do it. You know, the best availability or the best ability is availability, as they say. That's a bit of a factor here when it comes to Kyle Lowry. But look, the the numbers are undeniable. Even in you know declining play, he still averaged 17 points per game last season, 7.3 assists, and 5.4 rebounds. And he's a pretty good three-point shooter, shooting basically 40% last season. He's a career 60 or 37% shooter from deep. These are all like just really good numbers. And then you think about the intangibles that he brings to this team. He's known as like one of the top hustle guys in the league. He takes charges more so than maybe any other guard out there. And sometimes in key clutch moments, and he is a clutch player. We've seen him hit big shots, make steals down the stretch, draw a charge, draw a foul to go to the line. He's a scrappy defender that gets really into guys. He can body him up. He's big. He's strong. It's just... It's one of those guys that odds all of those intangibles will be diving for loose balls. He's going to be highly competitive out there on the court and kind of be that veteran presence on this young team that, it, you know, the J.J. Redick wasn't quite on the floor, that Eric Bledsoe didn't do, that Steven Adams didn't quite do. This is the type of like floor general, smart player that can organize a team that you want. So not only does he contribute on the court with his stats and his play, but he gives you everything else. So it makes sense that the Pelicans are looking at this guy. And if you want to send a message to Zion of, hey, we can get into the playoffs, Kyle Lowry's a guy that's going to help you get into the playoffs. I think it's really that simple. The biggest thing would be, well, the age. And how is he going to age? Because you're probably going to look at giving him a three-year contract no matter what. So let's get into that in the next segment of today's show. What would a contract look like for him? And if the Pelicans were to carve out cap space, could they sign him? So we'll talk about that coming up here next on today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Before we do that, though, this episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models out there, it's impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. You don't want to have like pointless conversations with the person working the counter where they're just going to get on their computer, they're going to tell you what part they have, they're going to tell you the price that it is, and you've just got to pay that price, and that's what it's going to be. That part may or may not be exactly what you're looking for, but you're going to have to make do because it's all that they're offering you. It's a bad setup. You don't want to do that. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and even in your pocket on your phone. So you can save time and money when using rockauto.com. Do not choose to spend up to 30, 50, 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership. They're a family business that's been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years and their prices are reliably low for every single customer. I ordered an air conditioning uh, compressor basically for uh, an older car that I had. It was like $250 cheaper than one of those chain stores. It's a no-brainer. It was easy to get it. Their catalog is remarkably easy to navigate. You just click your make, your model, the year. It's really that simple. They're going to show you all the parts available for your car or truck. They're going to show you the prices. You can choose the performance prices. You can choose, you know, just the budget price, whatever it is you're looking for to kind of get your car back out there running because that's what you want. 
It's very easy to use their website. You definitely want to save time and money using rockauto.com. So go to rockauto.com right now to see all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in there. How did you hear about us box so they know we sent you? Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need over at rockauto.com. All right, so we are talking about Kyle Lowry, the Pelicans being linked to him. We just went over why. Like, you don't need me to do that much explaining on why Kyle Lowry's a good player and makes sense for New Orleans. You watched them last year. They desperately need someone like that. Even if you love Lonzo Ball, he was inconsistent, and you need more of a traditional point guard, a floor general, a Chris Paul-esque kind of player. That's what Kyle Lowry is. That is not what Lonzo Ball is. As much as I like Lonzo Ball to a degree, that is not what Lonzo Ball is. So Kyle Lowry, he's going to want big money. And his agent put out an interview uh, towards the end of uh, the trade deadline last year, basically saying, like, he wants big money. He's an established player who's left a legacy in the NBA. He's won a title with Toronto. He doesn't need to go ring chasing if he doesn't want to. So if you want him, he wants money. That's what it's going to take. You're looking at potentially three years, $80 million for Kyle Lowry, something around maybe 25 to $26 million on the high end. And that might even be a medium end, depending, because we'll get into some of the suitors for him later. Miami Heat, Philadelphia 76ers. If you're competing against those teams, what is it going to take? But the Pelicans can carve that money out. So this is just my rough math. And so there's two ways the Pelicans can operate, say, to sign players. You can either be an under-the-cap team or an over-the-cap team. Those are the two ways to go about doing this. Under-the-cap means you're using cap space. Over-the-cap means you're using exceptions, sign-and-trades, things like that. For Kyle Lowry, they could do it either way. Let's look at the under-the-cap part here. So, if the Pelicans basically say, we're not bringing Lonzo Ball back, we're not bringing Josh Hart back, they move a couple of little pieces around, they sign someone in the with the 10th overall pick, they have about 15-ish million dollars to spend in free agency. It's a good bit. If you move Bledsoe and or Adams, and you're going to need to attach picks to those guys to be able to move Bledsoe and or Adams, you can get up to $50 million in cap space if you move both of them. Say it's a hypothetical situation, right? Bledsoe and Adams get moved. The Pelicans don't bring anything back. And they attach picks to get rid of those guys. You renounce Lonzo Ball. You just say you're not bringing him back. Same thing with Josh Hart. You have about $50 million to spend in free agency, meaning whatever Kyle Lowry's asking for, you could make it happen. If you get one of those guys gone, you're going to be at around 25 to $30 million in cap space. So a significant number amount of money still. You're basically spending that all on Kyle Lowry. You'll then need to, you'll still then have a $4 million room exception, the room mid-level exception, plus one or two other things that you might be able to do. But that's more or less going to be the team. And since we can't imagine Kyle Lowry would take a pay cut, it's going to, at least not to be like on an unproven team, right? You know, maybe he would take a pay cut, maybe, and I still don't even think he would, to go to Miami, to go to Philadelphia. But for the Pelicans that weren't in the playoffs last year, might not have the best reputation around the league when it comes to players and agents and all of that stuff. Maybe, just maybe, you're going to have to overpay to bring someone in like Kyle Lowry. It'd be a three-year deal because you run into issues with an over 38-year-old rule in the NBA, but we, it's minutia, we don't need to worry too much about that. Three-year deal, are you comfortable with three years, 80 million? I cannot imagine that he would take three years, 60 million at 20 million per, maybe, maybe three years, 66 million, but between 66 to 80 million. So between 22 to say $27 million is what it might be to bring in a guy like Kyle Lowry. 
you can probably have Lonzo Ball for that amount of money. You could. And this also means, you know, losing other guys like Billy Hernan Gomez and, and one or two others. It's doable. I don't think it's necessarily the worst option for New Orleans. It really kind of depends if they think there's anyone else in free agency that they could go and get. But you could also clear, say, that $50 million if you find a way to do this. And I don't know if they'll find a way to get rid of both Eric Bledsoe and Steven Adams and not bring salary back. That's a key part of this. If you do that, you could conceivably go out and get someone like Kyle Lowry, Doug McDermott, maybe one or two, you know another guy as well, and really spend some of that money and kind of blow it up all around Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram. Keep those two guys and everyone else is kind of on the table to be moved. They could really reshape the roster, add shooting, add a, add a useful player at the with the 10th overall pick and have a bit of a remade roster. My question to you all is, are you comfortable with something like that? But that's how the Pelicans can do it. Renounce Lonzo Ball, renounce Josh Hart, move one of Eric Bledsoe or Steven Adams, and it's going to get you right at about that number, depending of what Kyle Lowry would ask for. I think he's a useful player. I really like Kyle Lowry a lot. But would it maybe be better to make a run at a guy like Mike Conley instead, who's two years younger than Kyle Lowry and kind of in the same vein uh, as a player, just a little bit younger, maybe, you know, at times a little bit healthier too on the, in this past uh, two seasons that he's had. I think that's something that maybe should be on the table, but I don't really see Mike Conley leaving Utah, but it's something to consider. So coming up next, say they don't want to clear the cap space and they want to operate as an over-the-cap team, meaning they're retaining, in theory, the restricted free agent rights to Lonzo Ball and to Josh Hart. What would that look like? We'll talk about that coming up here next on Locked on Pelicans. But before we get to that, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Potential closeout game here tonight for the NBA Finals between the Bucks and the Suns. Are you feeling good about the Suns? Are you feeling good about the Bucks? Make this game more interesting. Do you want these to be over sooner so that Willie Green can get back here to New Orleans even quicker? Go bet on the game over at betonline.ag and take any prop you want, plus the spread, plus the over-under. You can really get into the action over at betonline.ag. Plus, it's a one-stop shop. You can get all the latest news, odds, and info for any sport you need, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC MMA action. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as it's the finals. So head to the website using your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's free money right there. It's like you've already won a bet when you use promo code Locked On over at BetOnline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. So what does a sign-and-trade situation look like? These are a little bit more difficult, and there's a lot of moving parts to this with maximum amounts of money you can send out, all that. Look, the, the long and short of this is if Kyle Lowry and he would need to he would need to want to come to New Orleans basically as a free agent in a sign and trade you can't just be like Toronto you sign him then trade him to us he's got to have agency in this and it would be him wanting to go to New Orleans if these teams and this play and the players wanted to get it done they could make it happen like I, I don't care about some of the how hard it can be they can figure that all out and it always does get figured out if that's usually the case so if there's a sign and trade situation, 
they can still make it happen. And I spoke to Sean Woodley of Locked On Raptors, and I asked him what he thought the Raptors would want in return for Kyle Lowry. And he said something along the lines of, well, the first question he asked is, would the Pels be willing to pay a premium to move Bledsoe and or Adams? And I said, yeah, probably. I definitely think they would, especially if it's included in a deal for Kyle Lowry, because it makes you feel like you're not just using those picks to dump these players or, you know, whatever it is, those pieces, those assets to dump these guys. You're using it to acquire a guy that you think is a big difference maker for the team. So I think that is definitely potential option for the Pelicans to go. So he said something like Eric Bledsoe, Jackson Hayes, and a protected first. Maybe one of those Lakers picks, like a lottery protected Lakers pick or something like that that's going to probably fall around like 25, 26 anyway. And he said he thinks that could be enough to do a sign and trade. You got to make sure the salaries work. Again, sign and trade needs to be for at least a three-year contract. That's probably what it would end up being. There you go. He also said it could maybe depend a little bit on the NBA draft. Say if Evan Mobley falls to the Raptors at four, the center big man from USC, maybe they're more interested in Alonzo Ball sign-and-trade. Ball would need to agree and want to go to Toronto to make that happen, but there's a way you could build something like that too. Again, it depends on what Kyle Lowry is looking for in terms of salary, what the Pelicans would need to send out. So they definitely could be interested in either Lonzo Ball and a sign of trade, maybe swapping these guys, but if a guy like Jalen Suggs, less likely Jalen Green, falls to the Raptors at four, they might not be interested in Lonzo Ball and needing to add another guard into the backcourt. So that could limit things there a little bit. But if this is a move that Lowry wants, the Pelicans can make a sign-and-trade work. I think I'd ideally like to include the 10th pick in a sign-and-trade for Kyle Lowry instead of Jackson Hayes. I'm very, very high on Hayes, and I could see him being the starting center at some point this coming season for New Orleans. But also... If it's for Kyle Lowry, you should include Jackson Hayes in this. I have that poll running on Twitter, so if you want to vote on that, just check me out at Nola Jake, and you can vote on that. So some of the other suitors, though, a lot of this has to do with Kyle Lowry wanting to come to New Orleans, the unproven team, right? Other than money, is there really a reason for him to be there? It, it could be if some of the other suitors dry up. There's two other teams. There's a the Philadelphia 76ers, and they're the Miami Heat. And the Heat are, I think, the less likely options of the two for him. You know, they got bounced out of the playoffs pretty hard and looked kind of bad. And while at one point they were thinking they were very close, they very clearly aren't very close. They got swept in the first round by the Milwaukee Bucks, right? A team they beat handily last season in the bubble. The fact that they got bounced out so hard probably gets it in their mind they're more than Kyle Lowry away from championship contention that maybe their run to the finals was a little bit of hot shooting and a little bit of a fluke. And not something that they were right on the cusp of winning another title. So I wonder if they all of a sudden realize they are further away than they were before and don't look to kind of go all in on a guy like Kyle Lowry, removing one of the teams that could sign him. But what about Philly, right? That's where it's going to be money for New Orleans. Philly's more appealing if you're him. They need a guy like him there, you know, especially if they send out a guy like Ben Simmons. If they do that, you know, and Kyle Lowry wants one last big contract, I don't know if they have the money to really make that work. I haven't looked at their situation a ton, um, but the Pelicans could because we just went over how they can clear up to you know forty-five to fifty million dollars on the high end. So I think when you look at it like that, New Orleans, if he wants money, it's more appealing than Philly. If he wants a better situation, 
yeah, it's going to be Philadelphia. And that's why I think this might get derailed a little bit if that's the team that he has his heart set on. But New Orleans is definitely going to be in contention for him and have a chance at this. And this is how they can go about and get it done. But I'm, So I'm curious from all of you, one, are you in favor of a 35-year-old Kyle Lowry? Would you prefer maybe making a run at a guy like Mike Conley who might be cheaper to acquire and is younger? Or you're just, or maybe you're a Lonzo Ball stand and you're like, no, Lonzo Ball is the way to go. If you're going to spend that money, spend it on him. And maybe even less than what Kyle Lowry would get. Lonzo Ball, maybe you get him at $22 million. That's not the $27, potentially $30, 35000000 million on the high end that Kyle Lowry could want. And he might want that. Maybe the Pelicans have a number in mind for him, but he might want something like that. So there's a number of different directions the team can go. And there's a number of directions Kyle Lowry himself can go in. And that's why I think this one is so interesting. But he makes, in a vacuum, he makes sense. Then you factor in the age, somewhat declining production, though still the production at a very high level. Makes you a little bit nervous, I think, to a certain degree about all of this. So there you go. No draft talked in today's show, really. More about Kyle Lowry and what the Pelicans could do to bring him in and why I think it makes sense. But I'm somewhat still on the fence about it. But I probably do believe that he is the guy that you should bring in. So before we wrap up today's show, I did talk to you all about this yesterday. If you didn't listen, listen to the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Locked On and Odyssey featuring the analysis of GOAT NBA Mock Drafts, Chad Ford. Odyssey NBA experts Brian Scalabrini and former general manager Ryan McDonough, who drafted Devin Booker for the Phoenix Suns. Our Locked On NBA local experts will make selections and trades. I made a trade. Listen to tomorrow's show because I'm in it. We're going to talk about this. Or sorry, listen to today's show. Go listen to the Ultimate Mock Draft show today where the Pelicans trade up to nine. One spot with the Kings. But we unloaded Eric Bledsoe and brought Buddy Heald back. We're going to talk about this in tomorrow's show and break that down. Um, so the local experts make selections and trades for your favorite basketball teams throughout this week-long special event. This is one of our most listened to things that we put out there. Search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Odyssey is your home for all the sports, podcasts, music, and news that matter to you. That's Odyssey, A-U-D-A-C-Y. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. And I'll be back with you all tomorrow to talk about... Fake trade involving Eric Bledsoe and Buddy Heels. Thank you all for listening. See you all tomorrow.